Hello and welcome to the pre-recorded introduction to What a Terrible Idea. We've got an excellent episode on specialization and what a terrible idea. What's specialization? That's is it you're really making fun of my speech impediments and stuff today. <laughs> is it like specialization? It's a little bit like it, but more special. Excellent. Um, and it's a terrible idea. It is a terrible idea. And isn't it? if you listen to the podcast in a minute, you'll find out why. <laughs> But um, before that, I'd like you to tell our lovely listeners about some of the things that they need to know about. Gosh, we've got lots of exciting stuff coming up, haven't we? Many exciting stuff. Many exciting things. Uh, (laughs) 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 So excited that we can't even keep straight faces. Uh, The first thing that is coming up next week is hybrid coaching testing week. Ooh. That's very exciting. That's good. So if you've got an honour gun already, or you'd like to get yourself an honour gun, this this is where you need to be. So for anyone who's ever played, uh, we we try to make training like a combination of Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, um, Pro Evo Soccer, and a kind of RPG role-playing game where you can level up. Um, So basically the honour guns are kind of like how we display our stats, like on PEZ. Um, Everyone likes to level up. Everyone loves to level up. Uh, so yeah, testing week next week, which is very exciting. Um, should have some good progress coming in from some of the guys in the group, I think. Some of it is looking excellent already. So mm-hmm. Very exciting. Um, if you're interested in jumping into the program for testing week or and getting your hands on your own nonagon, then you can shoot us a message or just go to hybrid with a three dot co dot uk. Yep. Uh, and sign up to the program. Yep, that is available there. And on from that, the following weekend, the 4th of May, we are starting the next six-week shred. Do you want to tell people about the six-week shred? The six-week shred is a six-week program. <laughs> it's a six-week shred, shred program, <laughs> uh, but with a difference because many shred programs can be a little bit wanky and just, they don't really give you, they're, they're sort of very, very short-term fixes, whereas the way we look at this, the six-week shred is like it's quite an intense phase of training and it is sort of geared around losing some body fat, but it's almost like a kickstart to get you back into loving training. Um, if you've followed any of our stuff, you know that we are quite big on introducing body weight skill training into, um, into your sort of day-to-day training and how to just make it a little bit more fun and consistent. Um and the six-week shred is a really good jumping in point to like learn all of that stuff and then either take it into your own training or a lot of people then carry on with our group coaching program because they've sort of had like a really good jumping off point. Yep. So it's not just about sort of dropping dropping some body fat. It's about learning to move a bit better. It's about learning some new skills uh, and learning how to train properly but in a, a fun way, essentially. Um, so we've run it three times now, I think, and we've had some like, Excellent results, haven't we, so far? Yeah, Dalton on the Christmas show drops. Um, Dalton's a boss. Though. Nine kilos in six weeks, which is unbelievable progress. And he's actually, like, the the thing about this sort of six-week shreds as well, like, quite often I have a rebound phase because Dalton's enjoying training so much, he's continued to drop weight off the back of that, build more strength, got better at a load of skill stuff, which is actually, like, it's so unbelievable to see. Um, makes us very glowy. Very, very glowy, indeed. Uh, also on the 4th of May 
also on the 4th of May, we have a workshop. We're going to Hull. We're going to Hull. <laughs> I'll get to meet Jay Bell, which I'm so excited about. But um, yeah, if you're anywhere near Hull, uh, then we'd love to see you on the 4th of May at Proactive Fitness. Yep. Um, we'll be going through mainly through mobility and handstands and how to sort of really break down handstand skills. So even if you're nowhere near a handstand, the workshop is still appropriate to you because we sort of build it all from the ground up, how to start progressing your handstand, how to um, approach it if you've never done it before, um, all the sort of drills um, and just ways of making it fun as well yeah. and break it down and how to then add it into your training. And I'm sure we'll probably be eating a little bit of cake and there probably some ice cream as well. Does, is it sunny in Hull? I don't, does I don't the sun get that far? That's where the White Walkers come from, I think. <laughs> what are they? You, know, you haven't watched Game of Thrones, have you? No. <laughs> but they live there. Oh, do they? They're dead, frozen people. Well, Jay Bell's got a constant year-round tan, so... <laughs> He's not a white walker. Yeah, no, he's not. Um, and then also the following weekend is body power, and we're going to be competing at the National Fitness Games. So winning, winning, the national winning, <laughs> winning not competing. <laughs> we've yeah. leveled up lots. It's not a competition, really. Yeah, we've no, we've no. many many experience points and all hybrid heroes. So <laughs> we shall be winning the National Fitness Games on Saturday. But if you're around at Body Power, it'd be I less think probably to... most accurately we'll be dying and doing our very best to try and win the National Fitness yeah. Games or not look like absolute morons in the process. Yeah, we'll have a bit of fun and do some fitness and stuff yeah. when we... It's the best way to do fitness. Yeah, it? that is the best way to do fitness. But yeah, we'll be at Body Power, so if you're around, then it'd be lush to uh, say hello, maybe give you a hug, maybe have some cake with you, depending on how much cake is available. If you bring us cake, then you definitely get many hugs. Yeah, and you can have some cake as well. Yeah, that <laughs> <But> you made. <laughs> Um, this has been quite a long pre-recorded introduction. If you've made it this far, you must be a true fan, and you're about to be rewarded with an excellent episode. Thank you very much. See you later. Hello, and welcome to episode six of What a Terrible Idea. And today's topic is What a Terrible Idea Specialising is. But first, fact of the day, I did promise many Spartan facts, so... Spartans were not allowed to look fat or chubby. Spartans were forced to stand in public squares every 10 days, completely naked, to be inspected, and if their physical appearance wasn't up to scratch, they would be beaten and put on rations until it was. So, yeah, that's pretty harsh. That is really harsh. <laughs> Brutal. That is savage, isn't it? Imagine if you got a bit of like body dysmorphia anyway, and then... <laughs> Forced to parade in a public square <laughs> naked and be beaten. I Awful. Mean, you wouldn't be able to recover from it. No. <laughs> I think. I think. It must um, have the highest percentage of body dysmorphia of any society ever, surely. Yeah. Wow. Also, considering they're not really like they weren't physique athletes, they were more like performance athletes because they had to fight. So it's not really all that relevant either. Could be an excellent fighter, but a bit of a gap. For sure. Might even have helped you in some instances. Yeah. Imagine getting a... Plus, going on a long military campaign, you're going to want to have some fat on you, aren't you, at the start of it? Yeah. You've got to march for ages Although, before you get to battle. How, how long were their military campaigns? Like, years. So they would... Like, yeah, you've got to fucking march there first, mate. Fucking 
<laughs> it's not just like, come on, we're going to have a scrap with Athens tomorrow. You've got to fucking march to Athens. I thought they just had to like protect where they were from. <laughs> they were like, the Spartans like mercy. They went all over the shop, didn't they? How many armies did they have? One army? I think at like the most they had like 10,000 Spartans. So how many Spartans would you send on a, like a trip? Three hundred. Three hundred. Bigger, bigger fight you thought it was going to be, didn't it? Yeah, but then they had ten thousand at the end of that one. Yeah. Did they ever recruit um, other armies? So, like, if you're if they're armies, could fire, just kill everyone else and keep it. No, I don't think so. <laughs> and that's why they were so small because they like. We turn this into like. Our take on ancient history. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should, which we don't research at all. We just come up with that. Yeah. And that's, um, I think that's why they were so small because they were like, they, uh, no, like as an army, they just didn't like take other people. They off. took no prisoners. Well, they did, but then they made them slaves, oh, which right. I have many facts about. But that's for another podcast. Well, that's a good um, bit of commentary there. Mm. Yeah, and the commentator says, "Oh, they took no prisoners with that one." <laughs> you like that one. I'm sure that's on FIFA. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Often hunted in packs as well. <laughs> uh, right, podcast. What a terrible idea specialising is. Over to me. Yeah, What do you mean by specialising? So, obviously, specialising is actually an excellent idea um, when you're young yeah. and you have. Um, you're going um, to be a professional. Yeah, and you have the potential to be a professional in some sort, or not even necessarily professional, but play some sort of sport to a really high level. But even in, in, in young people, well, people who are actually really young, specialising early is, is terrible. It's a really bad idea because you don't um, expand your movement vocabulary and, and get good in a range of different um, modalities of sport to make yourself as good an athlete as you can. When you get to sort of like your teenage years and stuff, specialising is a really, really good idea. But as you get older, um, <laughs> you always, it's so common just to see people who train in just one modality of, whether it's bodybuilding or just doing Cali or, or, um, or just doing Olympic lifting, like, and they put all their eggs into this one basket. And in reality, they're really bad at this sport because they've not, they're, they're starting to play it at such an, a late age. And by, by being, all home deal on this one thing, they don't ever expand the movement vocabulary, they sort of squeeze out all the fun of that sport and probably don't even get better, as good as, like any better than they would do if they just trained across a range of um, modalities of, of, of training. Yeah. It's, I think, sorry. I was just going to say, in terms of early specialisation, there's actually very few sports where that's actually needed and also beneficial um gymnastics is pretty much the only one where you have to specialize it in china oh uh, maybe a weightlift in china yeah. but it's not a three oh, three <laughs> <be that>. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah mo- most sports like ali was saying by playing multiple sports you build up a much better movement vocabulary you build up different skills different like coordination all that sort of stuff that will be beneficial when you actually do specialise. If you look at like most professional athletes in like tennis, football, that sort of stuff, they played a range of sports growing up, and that's what's allowed them to kind of get to that point. Yeah, I think like 
particularly when we, we're talking about specialising now, like later in life as well, we talk about see people in the gym and it's not picking them, but like people who have decided that they're sort of, they really like powerlifting and they're, but they haven't been training that long or done that much background training and they're squatting really, really low bar with mm-hmm. like 60 kilos in the bar. And it's not like, you're not being messy, but there's, there's no point. You could, you could just do a normal squat as opposed to like, do these like silly low bar powerlifting squats because that's what powerlifters do. Mm-hmm. I, I think also we should differentiate between specialising and prioritising because yeah. prioritising the training is obviously very important. Um, but specialising in one modality, <laughs> for example, like you want to learn to do some cool calisthenic stuff, and just doing Cali to actually get yourself there is probably actually a really bad idea because most people, particularly if you're starting late with calisthenics, you don't have good enough strength through range to actually get enough volume into most of the movements that you're trying to do to actually learn them effectively. So if, say you're trying to learn some handstand press-ups, for example, you're much better off doing some skill work in terms of calisthenics for that, but then also probably doing some barbell overhead presses, some like dumbbell shoulder presses, that sort of stuff as well, just to help, <laughs> just to help yourself like build that skill and that strength. What um, any if you've got a program that just if you're looking at improving calisthenics, <laughs> just looked at using only body weight to improve uh, let's say your handstand press up why would that be lacking in terms of um, what it can offer you because for most people coming in they're not going to have one enough skill or enough strength to get anywhere near enough volume into that like pressing pattern to progress it when you're just using your body weight so for me, coming, like, coming at that at 90 kilos, I can't do one handstand press up. I'm not going to get anywhere near enough volume into that pattern now to be able to do it. So like supplementing that with like dumbbell, barbell, overhead pressing, which is obviously going to be a much easier way for me to get enough volume in to build up like a base level of strength to do that. Absolutely. So and just then, for the guys that don't know, volume is essentially the amount of work that you're doing. Um, so like I was saying, if you already weigh 90 kilos and you cannot overhead press 90 kilos, you're never going to be able to get enough work done with that load to practice the skill. So you've got to use less load and you can't just cut off your body weight. <laughs> <laughs> Chop one leg off from this one. Um, you can obviously use, um, you, can, you, you can reduce the moment arm, you can use bands, you can do things like that, um, but for the actual exact movement, using external loads uh, can be really, really beneficial. And likewise, using body weight um, for pump stuff is is, is, yeah. is, is really a, a good idea in a lot of cases as well. Yeah. So just use, if you're a bodybuilder, you can definitely use a lot of body weight stuff to improve your overall physique. Likewise, if you're mainly focusing on Cali, if you're just doing Cali, unless you're actually really light, you, you it's, it's never going to be optimal. Yeah, yeah. But like we often find, because a lot of us, the three of us always, like most of our clients are general population clients, they're mm-hmm. not like specialist athletes or anything. So if you have someone new to the gym coming in and they want to learn press-ups, press-ups aren't always the best way for them to learn press-ups because they don't have the strength to do it. So like dumbbell presses and stuff, and other actors like that are a much better idea for them initially because you can like progress the load so much easier than you can 
with push-ups. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's a really common thing <laughs> to see, especially new clients, come into the gym and just expect to be able to do bodyweight things, as if bodyweight is an easy thing to be able to master. Um, in actual fact, like, there's... Bodyweight is... You, using your bodyweight to do a lot of things is so advanced. Like, just being able to bang out some press-ups is really hard for a lot of new... Uh, like, especially... Um, for people who've not really done any training before, just to expect to be able to do pull-ups just because it's your body weight or just be able to do press-ups just because it's your body weight is a really, really hard thing to to use. Like, if you just go to any sort of, like, set of bars in a park, you, you have to be at a really high level to be able to actually utilise them. Um, so, so using not just body weight is an excellent way to progress Bodyweight training. Yeah, I think it's, it's generally in the fitness industry, people like to almost like have their like their specialization. There's only so like you're a kettlebell expert or you're a <laughs> or you're a bodybuilder or like people yeah, like yeah, to yeah. kind of identify with those things. Mm-hmm. But actually, in reality, by doing that, you're actually almost cutting off your nose to spite your face because you're then not using other tools that would be really beneficial. Yeah to actually help you progress long term and learn new skills, get stronger through different ranges, build muscle mass, get fitter, whatever, whatever sort of like your overall goal is, you're kind of <coughs> not using stuff that will help you get there. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So how would you, like, so when you're talking about combining all these different modalities, how would you suggest someone who's sort of fairly new to the gym or hasn't thought about combining all these modalities together before sort of start doing that sort of body weight barbells everything mm-hmm. together the the underlying principles remain the same we went through this in episode two i have no idea maybe. episode three maybe and we went through um like sort of how many uh reps and sets you might want to do to um or we went in the bro splits episode mm, yeah. we went we went we went through you might want to do somewhere in the region of 30 to 70 reps per body part. So it doesn't, your muscles are stupid. They don't know shit. Like all they can do is contract and relax. So they don't understand if they're contracting and relaxing with body weight or contracting and relaxing with a barbell or a kettlebell or or whatever, or a dumbbell, or whether it's because you're sprinting or whatever it is, they don't understand why they're contracting and relaxing. All they know is They've been sent an electrical impulse to contract and then to to move through a range. So when it comes to combining all those different modalities of exercise together, the underlying um, principles remain the same. Am I getting enough work done to maximally stimulate adaptation in this this muscle? And that sounds really confusing, but in reality, it's not. It's like, okay, I've got to do somewhere in the region of 30 to 70 reps. If I'm doing a, if we use the same example, like an overhead press, if I want to get a handstand press-up, which is obviously a really advanced skill, I'm going to want to do somewhere in the region of, you know, maybe three sets of 10 overhead press with a barbell, and then maybe, you know, three sets of 10 um, in some sort of regress handstand press-up as well. That gives you 60 reps in that session. Brilliant. You've combined a barbell, you've combined your body weight, and you've probably made both uh, progress faster than you would do if you don't use one of those um, modalities. So it doesn't need to get more confusing than that, really. And that's where people 
struggle to... Um, you just want to make it more confusing than it needs to be. Yeah, yeah. Combining yeah. different modalities is not confusing. It's just, it it makes, there's just a lot of things going on, <clears throat> so you just got to keep things really simple. Yeah. In terms of actually kind of putting a structure to that, in terms of a natural session as well, you kind of always go through the same process. Like, you, what you do first in a session will probably be your priority and your kind of higher level skill stuff. And that could be like anything from wanting to learn a handstand or like handstand press up and sort of like the really high level skill or strength stuff that you're doing for that. Or it could be for someone like new to the gym, it could be like practicing press up technique or yeah. a kettlebell mm -hmm. swing or like a deadlift or something like that. It doesn't have to be like this high level skill, but you're probably always going to do that first when you're least fatigued. Um, and then kind of like go down into kind of some strength stuff that's probably going to be specific to that. And then into kind of a bit of kind of like high rep accessory work pump stuff or that sort of thing to finish a session and that's that's how you can combine like your calisthenics your barbell work and sort of some bodybuilding or pump stuff into one session really effectively so if you someone wanted to get a uh, press up for example yep um what would be a good overall session plan for that person well i was going to say uh, that structure tom was doing if you're if you were having um, like difficulty deciding where to put something in a session, you can almost use a, like a really good rule of thumb. The more you have to think about something, the earlier on in a session it should probably be. Mm -hmm. So the more like brain power or the more like psyched up you can have to be, um, the earlier in a session. So if like you don't have really solid push-ups down, you might go through some like eccentric push-up drills to learn the pattern of the movement early on in the session, maybe in the activation and the skill phase. And then later on in the session for your actual strength work, you might choose like a dumbbell bench press, something like that, like really simple to overload like the same muscles that you'd use. And then later on, you could use like an even lighter variation of that again, or you might have already got enough volume in with the, with the strength work and the skill work on its own. Anything else you'd sort of add to that? Yeah, that's absolutely that, yeah. that's that's it, isn't it? Like we've done plenty of work for if think about a press up, okay, we want to work the pecs, we want to work at the front of the shoulder, we want to work the back of the arm, okay? Yeah. Put do at, at least sort of thirty to seventy reps for the body parts. Press is really horizontal press yeah. is a really easy way to do that. And then you're pretty much done. Yeah. Also Obviously, if someone doesn't have a press-up, the likelihood is they're fairly early on in their training career. So we aren't just going to be doing a pressing session. There's yeah, going to be yeah. lots of, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> there's obviously going to be plenty of other stuff that we're doing in that time to make the best use of the session, mm -hmm. um, which could be anything. There's no point like trying to no, break yeah. the whole session. In likelihood, that'll be a full-body session. Yeah, yeah, and absolutely. And be pairing those presses with probably some sort of rowing and some sort of low-body movement. Yeah, yeah. In like, like a sort of non-competing. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. um, I suppose where it does potentially get a little bit more complicated, um, and might be worth us mentioning now, um, is how to integrate body weight skill work, which is slightly different. Like you can't quantify it in the same way as you can quantify sets and reps with mm -hmm. like body weight strength work. So as soon as you're doing reps of things with body weight, it's easier to quantify, uh -huh. but for someone who's like, I want to learn handstands, it's a little bit harder to quantify the volume that you put into that. Mm -hmm. So how would you suggest you sort of start approaching putting that into their sessions? So 
one of the easiest ways to start with is just to have a skill block. You could set a timer for 10 minutes and you might, let's say it's just a handstand that you want to learn in one of those sessions. <laughs> It might be, okay, I'm going to do kick-ups for 10 minutes. That's a long time to do kick-ups for. So it's not like kick, 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 kick. It's like do a kick-up, have a little bit of time to rest, go again. You might get, you know, 15 to 20 kick-ups in that 10-minute block. Um, that's brilliant. That's just a, you just, you're just doing 10 minutes of this particular skill. It might be... Um, total time spent in the handstand. So if you're doing a face the wall drill, then you can just do 30 seconds against the wall. And then you might progress that just like the normal, you do four sets of that, just like you would do four sets of some sort of pressing movement. Um, it depends on the drill, it depends on the skill that you're learning. But I think generally the best way is to go start of a session, like you said, when you're fresh, that element that requires a lot of brain power and a lot of um, and, and it's just generally hard for whatever reason, whether it's because it's skilled, because it's heavy, um, put it at the start of the session and just do it for a, a block of time. And then you can get a, over time, you can just either increase that block or do more in that block. Yeah, the, the, the key thing is really just think about the quality. So it doesn't really matter like how, like, like say how many sets you do, but if you like, feel like your shoulders are starting to fatigue when you're doing the handstands, then probably a good time to call it that because you're not going to get the same quality out of it if you're fatigued as if you're kind of completely fresh. And same with th things like front lever regressions, for example, like the amount of time you can actually get good quality sort of position, like hold good quality positions for is very minimal. So it might be that you do like 10 sets of one in terms of like of an eccentric or something along those lines and have that bit of rest in between just so you're actually st like still practicing the skill rather than just kind of going through the motions. Absolutely. I think that's pretty solid wrap on that, isn't it? Mm. Can you think of any particularly good sources that um, teach people how to blend all these different modalities together? I can think of one very good source. <laughs> can you? Yeah. Would you like to share it with us? I'm going to plug ourselves here. Yeah. We're pretty good at uh, programming a blended approach to this. Yeah. That is exactly what we uh, specialise in. Oh yeah, that's our business, isn't that's it? Our, yeah. that's our, that is the one thing that we specialise in. <laughs> no one to do. We specialise in unspecialised training programmes. <laughs> okay, so um, if you want a bit more information on it in how to program across the board from getting better at body weight, skill stuff, um, barbell and uh, dumbbell strength work and looking better naked. That is essentially what hybrid is all about. Yeah. Blending all those things so you can do loads of cool shit and look fucking quality doing it. Why are you having this called a plug? Why are you plugging yourself? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to us plugging ourselves. <laughs> we should be plugging ourselves in many ways, many unspecialised ways. I think that's people, what people think we spend a lot of our time doing. <laughs> um, yeah. No, it's like you ask plug yourself. Um, <laughs> last night. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. What am I dead? 
No wonder you could. I don't think I was plugging, actually. <laughs> no wonder you couldn't sleep. This <laughs> <laughs> Tom snoring. Right, on that note, thank you for listening. Like, share, five stars. And plug yourself. Yeah, go and plug yourself. Give it a try. What's the worst that can happen? <laughs>